0: For some Christians, the life to come is far off, almost a non-issue in their life. For some, their lives can even be filled with despair and stress. But this ought not be the case. What are we to do, know, and believe so that this isn't so? When we open God's word, we are provided much detail about the life that is to come, and the implications for the life that now is. So much so, it is to be our hope, our expectation, and it is designed to motivate us here and now, and to give us abundant joy. In this podcast, we will examine our hope, and what it is made up of, the where, when, what, how, and why, if you will. Welcome to the weekly Wholesome Words podcast, where we examine the sound doctrine in God's Word. For the specific purpose to know Christ Gain the renewing of our mind That we might prove his will in our lives That all things would work together for his purpose I am Josh Stralecki, pastor, teacher of Twin Cities Grace Fellowship Join me in this episode to look at The God of Hope and Our Hope One of the titles that God declares himself with is that he is the God of hope. We read this in a few places, but one is there in Romans, the book of Romans, Romans chapter 15 specifically, where he, Paul, comes along and describes God as the God of hope. And in that passage and in that verse is is such profound, wonderful truth. He says this in Romans 15 verse 13. Now the God of hope... Fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And that verse is just jam-packed with what I want to deal with in this week's podcast. First of all, I want us to realize when we're talking about hope, we need to realize that our hope comes from somewhere, someone. It comes from God. And not only that, he is the author, he is the begetter, he is the originator of hope. True, everlasting hope he has begotten. And not only that, but by having the hope that the God of hope grants us and gives us as believers in the gospel of Christ, it has immediate Ramifications. It has immediate implications. It is to fill us. The God of hope with his hope is to fill us with all joy and peace. The hope that future expectation of something or someone is now supposed to fill us with joy and peace. That disposition of inward joy and rejoicing and happiness and that resolute, pure expression of gratitude and longing and expectation for all that God is and all that God has for us. And peace, not an inward turmoil of despair and distress that would cause us to faint, and, and, and droop our countenance. Countenance. But that it would be all joy and peace. That there would be no enmity in our mind. There would be no inner turmoil. But there would be resolute tranquility. By virtue of God's hope. And then he says, in believing the application of that hope that results in a feeling of joy and peace is we believe it. We believe it. And we are given it through the power and through the word of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, found in the scriptures. So let's take a look at this hope. But that is what we must understand at the outset that one, our hope should not be such a far off reality should not be an issue that is so clouded and so dusty in our hearts and our minds. But rather, it is an issue that we should always keep in memory, that we should bring into remembrance in our prayers, especially if we find ourselves in a state of despair and distress and inner turmoil based upon what's going on in the world, in our lives, in our situation, circumstance, whatever it may be. And the reality is, is that we are given much by God that concerns this hope, details for us to mind, to think about, and have our minds stayed upon. This can be summed up when Paul says in Colossians that truly our hope is Christ. We don't get all the other details of our hope if it weren't for the Lord Jesus Christ. Although I maybe jumping ahead, he says in Colossians chapter 3, he says, If you then be risen with Christ. If you have believed the gospel, you've been baptized in his death, burial, and resurrection, and therefore you are risen with Christ. He says, Seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. These things that we're supposed to set our affection on are in Christ. They're with Christ and where he sits. And what we are to do is we are to set our affection on these things. We're to set our affection on him. We are to set our affection on him as our hope. He says in Colossians chapter 1, the, the greatness of this mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so what we have is Christ and all his glorious things for us to mind In these situations and circumstances that take away this peace, that take away this joy that we ought to have, and rather we are to possess it, we are to be filled with it, and it all comes from the outworking of knowing the hope that the God of hope has granted us. So what comprises our hope? Well, first of all, you have no hope if you're an unbeliever. You have no hope if you have not believed in what Christ did for you on the cross. Christ died on the cross to pay the debt and penalty of your sin, was buried, and rose again, so that you might receive the forgiveness of sins and his imputed righteousness, and therefore possess the gift of eternal life, which is part and parcel of this hope we speak about. If you have not believed the gospel, your hope, your expectation is dismal. It is, as proclaimed in the scriptures, eternal separation and punishment from the presence of God. It is a eternity in hell in a lake of fire, being separated from God. But if you have believed the gospel, our hope is great. One, that we have and possess eternal life, that this life, the life that now is, as our Father calls it, is not the end, but rather we have a life that is to come. And the life that is to come, if we believe the gospel, is eternal. So that is part of our hope. Is Our hope is eternal. And it's based upon believing the gospel. Believing that Christ died, died for our sins, was buried, and rose again. This is how the gospel starts out. That Christ rose again from the dead. And Paul is declaring this Jesus Christ who rose again from the dead. And by virtue and on the basis of the resurrection of the dead, we possess this hope of eternal life if we have believed the gospel. But where? Where will we be experiencing in the future this hope? Well, in Romans chapter 8, We learn about the creature, not just the whole creation, but an aspect of his creation, the creature. And the creature, which was uh, delivered, or I'm sorry, which was subject to bondage, God subjected the same in hope. And the creature is, as referenced in Romans chapter 1, that they worshiped and served the creature that which Israel did, that which the Gentiles did, and they worshiped the host of heaven, that is the realm of our where we will be experiencing what we now possess as hope. We will be experiencing that hope in the life that is to come, that eternal life for all eternity in the heavenly places. Now, that isn't the same hope you see with the nation of Israel. The realm of the experience of their hope in the life that is to come is here on this earth, but for us, it's in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 1, they set him far above all principality and power in the heavenly places, and we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, that when he will descend from heaven with a shout, with the trumpet of God with the voice of the archangel and we shall be caught up together with him and there shall we ever be with him uh, with the Lord in the air to meet the Lord in the air the invisible realm the heavenly realm that is the realm where we will experience our hope and our life to come and when well Different than what was prophesied with God's people, the Israelites and the Gentiles through Israel in the past, they had a prof- they had a prophetic timeline and schedule in which they would roughly know when their hope would begin to be experienced. That's what the writer of Hebrews states, and Peter states, the the nigh at hand issue. Of the kingdom of heaven on this earth. That is what they would look for. And they had specific timeline to get towards it. Well our hope is imminent. There is no prophetic utterance. Of when our hope will put off hope. And it will become our reality. When we will begin to experience what was once our hope. It's imminent. It could take place at any time, any moment. For a moment of this dispensation was not promised. It was not prophesied about. It was hid in God. So too is the timing or the when of our hope, the rapture, the church, the body of Christ, the gathering together, the, co- the catching up together with christ in the air in our hope and in our life to come we will have a new body in romans chapter 8 we will receive the the redemption of our bodies philippians chapter 3 at the end he says uh, for our conversation is in heaven we will change our vile body that it might be fashioned like unto his glorious body According to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Our conversation is heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he shall change our body what is that going to look like? First Corinthians chapter 15. All the frailty, all the weakness, all the corruption we experience in our bodies in pain and soreness and breaking down and fractures and cuts and sores and bruises and so on and so on is going to be changed in connection with our hope. He says, although our bodies are sown in incorruption, In corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. And all those matters in the negative have implications upon our body now, and in the positive will have implications upon our future glorious body. So what are these things to do? What are they supposed to only comprise our hope and therefore have impact upon what will one day be? Yes. But they're supposed to impact us here and now. The promise of it, the, the, the prospect of it, the potential of it, the, the expectation of it. In light of all the things that we face now, Is supposed to produce that joy and that peace, knowing for sure what will be. I want to end this podcast by talking about why. Why is our hope so grand? And in answering why is our hope so grand, how does it impact us here and now? And and what will we be doing? Well, we'll be manifesting his life in the life that is to come. God has eternal purpose in Christ to glorify Christ, glorify His mind, glorify who He is. And we will be partaking in that for all eternity. And how we are able to do that now is by coming to know Him. Coming to know His mind. To know His affections. That we might be glorified together when we engage in our walk after the Spirit, that when we engage in the renewing of our mind and thus are transformed by it, we are further being conformed to the image of Christ as we further know Him by way of the Spirit's things. And as we know Him now, and as we see through a glass darkly, and as we behold Him with open face, as in a glass darkly, face to face, we are changed from glory to glory. That's supposed to take place now. As we come to know Him, we are able to lay hold on eternal life. That our hope is not only eternity. Our hope is Christ. And enjoying Him forever. And we are able to enjoy him now and know him now by and through the word of God. That when we come to know these things and begin to prove them in our lives, we lay hold on what that life's going to be like now. So we need not fret. We need not fear. We need no longer be in a position in our minds and our hearts of weakness for we have not received the spirit of fear but we have received the spirit of of, of power and of love and of a sound mind. We have received a hope that is supposed to produce in us a great expectation of the reality and the veracity of that life to come and when we find ourselves in a position that isn't filled with joy and peace we are to rejoice in hope and how we can come to rejoice in hope is by and through prayer put on these things put on these things of our hope put on christ that we might have that joy once again and oh I pray that it would be an enduring joy from the hope that we have that we know through the word of God from the God of hope may you be filled with all joy and peace in believing beloved until next week look up